Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fifth episode. Fifth? I think it's the fifth. Yeah. Welcome to the fifth episode of Beyond the Echo Chamber. I'm your host, Theo Boltman, and welcome to the show. Um, It's a very exciting episode. I don't know if you guys noticed, but the audio's gotten better. I actually discovered there was a button on the microphone where you could, like, make the audio better, but I just didn't have the ability to realize that. Um, Today we'll be interviewing a school striker. It's very exciting. This was a bit of a stressful episode because we had a lot of people drop out, which is so fine. People are busy. That's life. But yeah, I'm excited to get this podcast episode to you guys. I'm really going to start like selling the podcast more. Like I'm going to like make a website, like advertise it. It's going to be vibey. Like I want to like get more people listening. Like I, I don't know. I just feel like I've just been like doing it for the lulls. Um, yeah. Who do you want the next guest to be? I don't know. Email beyondtheechochamber at gmail.com. If either you'd be interested or you know someone that'd be interested, that'd be great. Thanks. Yeah, enjoy this episode. Uh, yeah, thanks so much. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. We're joined today by Ella Simons, a school striker. Hey, Ella, how are you doing today? Good, thanks. Great. Um, can you just tell us a little about yourself, like your age, school? Whatever? So I'm 13. I go to Albert Park College. Amazing. Um, when did you first get involved in school strike? I first got involved roughly around the election when I helped hand out um, school cards based on different parties' climate policies. Um, and then I got more involved helping organise the September 20 strike. Hmm. How do you think the insides of the movement have changed since the first big strike in November 2018? I think the organisers have become a lot younger, as many of the first people that started were in year 11 and 12 and have now graduated. And I think we've become more cohesive, as um, which is a great thing, and that every decision is being more democratic and that as also a national team, we're working a lot better to get things happening and making sure that everyone in Australia is on the same page. Uh, what are your thoughts on the government's current response to climate change? Our government's definitely not doing enough. And there are several people who are trying to push policies forward. But we need um, the major parties to agree with these and take proper action and not have low aims, but to aim high and big. Hmm. Do you think the school strike movement would be very different if Labor had been voted in in the 2019 election? I don't think it would have been that different because Labor still um, are very similar to the Liberals on many different things, including supporting Adani um, and, yeah. (laughs) How do you think we can sway Labor onto our side? I think if we show them the economic benefits, it'll really help and that... When they're not aiming too high, they're what they're aiming for is the right, um, like cause. <laughs> yeah, they they need to aim big to actually for change to happen, and that people are on board for these big things and big change to happen. Mm. What actual change has happened inside Parliament since the movement began? Well, we can see that. Um, several independents are putting forward climate policies and that this is becoming a major topic being discussed within 
the parliament. Mm. Um, what independents have proposed climate policies? Zali Stigel is proposing an Act Now climate bill and hopefully this will be the big change of climate action starting to happen in Australia. And has the school strike for climate group kind of sided with Zali? Yeah, school strike is very supportive of Zali as this policy is exactly what we need and we need to really push it so that the major parties um, can see that this is what we need and and that this change is how the Australia should be going forward. What is your response to people saying that the movement should do more practical work like solar panels or recycling? We don't have enough years left to just be putting solar panels on our roofs and changing our recycling systems. We need bigger change, closing down coal mines and helping fund a just transition to renewable energy. And how do you think the just transition to renewable energy can happen? We need our government to go out to these communities. We need politicians to be talking to fossil fuel workers to see what they need, how they can help them transition over to working on renewable energy. Mm. How do you solve problems within the movement as you don't have any official human resources people, nor do you have any actual employed people? Um, We work as democratically as we can using polls to like make further decisions but we also have a mediation team which can help solve different problems with different team members across Australia and this works pretty well on a national level as we can communicate over zoom calls and over slack which assists people in having also like face conversations over the phone hmm What do you think would be the most effective way to end climate change? I know the most effective policy. I know that's a very general question, but what's little things we can do as people? I think we need a certain aim to be 100% renewable energy by 2030. And we need drastic change for anything to happen in the time we need it to happen. Do you think it could be too late at this point to even protest? I don't think it's too late at this point, but we're getting very close to the tipping point which is very worrying and at this point we need to protest as much as we can and as hard as we can to make sure that our voices are heard and that what we need to happen actually happens. And for just people that don't know could you please explain what the tipping point concept is? The tipping point is where we've gone too far and the global warmth has warmed so far that we can't go back and that no change will solve this problem. Hmm. What would you say is School Strike for Climate's biggest achievement? I think School Strikes for Climate School Strike's biggest achievement is the number of people we got at our most recent strike in September 20. Over Australia we got 350,000 students, um not just students, but that's also teachers, workers, parents. And that was a massive achievement for school strike from going at the first strike in November 2018 to from 4,000 people to September 20, 350,000 people. Uh, how has Greta's work internationally influenced Australian school strike for climate? Greta has been an inspiration for many students, although I believe that 
Um, many Indigenous people have been doing so many things for their land and protesting for their country's rights and their right to have safe environment um, forever and that we shouldn't just be following on from Greta, but there are many other incredible people doing incredible things. Mm. How do you work with Indigenous people to do the school strikes? So before each strike, we make sure to meet up with First Nations people regarding what our aim is for the strike and our demands for the strike and making sure we have a welcome to country and acknowledging that this land is stolen and that whenever we even talk about environmental issues or climate issues, that we put First Nations people at the front of this because there is no climate justice without First Nations justice as it is First Nations land. Um, how has Scott Morrison's comments regarding school strikers affected the movement? Scott Morrison's comments have made students more angry and wanting to protest even more to fight back against him. So in a way, Scott Morrison's empowered the movement? Yeah, I think it's made people feel they need to take even more action because the leader of our country does not care. How has the media influenced the community's opinion on climate change? Well, the media has had both positive and negative influences on different communities. Although we've had some really great responses from ABC saying that our strike was bigger bigger than the grand final and that what we're doing is great. But then we also have media like the Australian saying students should not be striking and that what we're doing is not all right. But this both empowers students to fight back even more. How do you respond to people saying that it's too late to solve the climate crisis? I say don't give up hope yet. We still have several years to keep fighting and we need to do as much as we can as quickly as we can. When do you mean several years? Apparently the UN released some kind of report saying we have 10, 12 years. Yeah, so we have... 10 years until we cross the tipping point when we can't really go back. So in these 10 years, we need to take as much action as we can to get less than 1.5 degree global warming. If you can, would you be able to explain that whole 1.5 degree concept? So 1.5 degrees is the amount of warming we will have if we don't solve this climate crisis, meaning that a 45 day in Australia will become 46 and slowly this will gain heat even more getting up to 50 degree days. But I mean 1.5 degrees doesn't seem like that much. It doesn't seem like a lot but it actually is and it will only keep increasing once we cross this tipping point. Do you think the climate movement succeeded in making the election a climate election? I think the climate movement put a lot of pressure during the election and that it really made a lot of people think about how their party they vote for is taking action on climate change. And I do think it was successful in a sense, but not enough to fully make change. Has any of this taken a toll on your mental health? I think it t- sometimes it can be pretty stressful trying to deal with organising a strike and schoolwork and many other things. Definitely around the current bushfires in Australia, it was very stressful seeing that just things falling apart and the climate 
crisis becoming so much more prevalent in today, um, also in privileged communities that it wouldn't usually affect. It's been really bad. What has school strike movement's response been to the bushfires? School strike has been holding solidarity sit-ins and events to just show their respect to people being affected by the bushfires and to give these people a voice to talk about how the climate crisis is impacting these bushfires and why these bushfires are unprecedented and that they're happening at this alarming rate because of the climate crisis. But have you guys actually donated any money or anything? Yeah, so School Strike at each event has been raising money for different organisations, some for animal funds, some for First Nations funds, and just for bushfire relief in general. How do you want the School Strike movement to be remembered? I think the School Strike movement should be remembered as a time where the youth took the lead of the world and showed that they can make a massive change and that if we all come together and show that we care about an issue, we will change the world. However young we are, even if we can't vote, we can still make such big change. How do you think the movement has actually changed since your last big strike on September 20th? I think that... When these bushfires happened, it made a lot of people realise that it's happening right now. The climate is changing and that we're seeing the effects of this right now in privileged areas, in areas that we thought weren't going to be affected by climate change so soon and that it's making people think we really need this action and we need it to happen as soon as possible. And hopefully this will get a lot of people on board for our next strike. What is School Strike's relationships with different political parties? School Strike is a non-partisan movement, so we don't agree with any particular party. And this is not a political issue anymore. We need all parties to be taken a to be taking action on climate change, and we can't be picking sides. It's not that it's not going to work like that. It needs to be everyone on board. Mm. Uh, do you think in the next decade, as we reach closer and closer to the tipping point, do you think the school strike movement will grow smaller or weaker? The school strike movement is only growing bigger. And at this rate, we're just, everyone is going to be seeing that this is going to be the next biggest thing in the world and realize that we need to take action and that we have no choice. Hmm. How do you want the school strike to be perceived by the Murdoch press, for instance, the Australian Herald Sun? We need this these specific medias to see that we're just trying to do as much as we can to change the world. Even these climate deniers are being affected by fires and that they don't realise it's because of climate change. We need them to see it is because of climate change and that what we're doing is for the better of everyone. Hmm. And final question. (laughs) Thanks so much for being on the show. What can I do as a teenager? What you can do as a teenager is to come along to our strikes and to also put your hand up to helping organise, to do what you can to get friends to come to the strikes, to have conversations with your family about what climate change is and what they can do to take action 
and just getting communities around you and your schools to do as much as they can. What can, uh, sorry, just quickly, just a final, final question, I guess. What can someone that's like, let's say 50, 60 years old, that's not really a teenager and not that they don't have a voice, but their voice isn't valued as much as others. Well, what they can do is within their own communities, they can just spread the word of our strikes, getting people to come along. If they do have um, funding, funding is very beneficial to strikes and whatever they can donate. Also, just doing things like changing your energy providers. If you live at an old aged home, just having a voice within those areas. Mm. Thanks so much for being on the show, Ella. This is Ella, 13 years old, school strike queen. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening to the podcast today. This was an episode that was put together very quickly, not going to lie, I've been I've been really busy lately, I've been quite stressed, but I'm trying to get my act together, I'm trying to, I'm trying to piece myself together, I'm going to try and get together a website and really upscale this podcast, because I think, as egocentric as it sounds, I think this has a lot of potential and I really want to ride it, because I'm young right now, but if this podcast blows up in like, what, 10 years, wow, no one cares about a 24-year-old talking about climate change. So yeah, I'm, I really want to push this, but unfortunately, the advertisers won't do it. Uh, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Hope you really enjoyed it. Who knows who we're going to have on the podcast next, but I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah, thanks so much, guys.